All right, friends and family, I'm Hannah Hermanson. If we haven't met, I am the lead success coach here at High Impact Coaching, which means I have the pleasure and honor of working with our accelerator clients. So folks that are in our high level mastermind. And today I'm bringing one of our clients, Joy Grayson over here to share some of her expertise. Joy has been working with us for several months now, and she's seeing some great success in her coaching business. She helps singers and songwriters step into their greatness and, you know, advance their career. So she brings a lot of expertise from the musical world, from performing on stages. And if you're a coach, sometimes it feels like we're performing on stage, right? Whether it's a Facebook Live or putting out polarizing content or standing up for ourselves on sales calls. So she has so much wisdom to share with us and a lot of great perspectives to share. So Joy, welcome. Thank you for gracing us today. Do you want to just give us the short introduction of where you're coming from and what your coaching business is all about before we dig in? Yeah, for sure. Hi, Hannah. Hi, everyone. So it is my passion, my mission to enable people to step into their greatness, to step into the endless potential that they have inside of them. And very often, especially in the music space and the artistic space, when it comes to performing arts, what happens with people is they're preparing and preparing and preparing and really focusing on their skill set. And they think that the skill set is the thing that is going to make them prepared to launch their greatness to other people, to help other people. But then there's this phenomenon that happens as soon as we start imagining that other people are watching us, where all that work and all that repetition and muscle memory and drilling just kind of disappears from access. And we shut down, like for singers specifically, we forget our lyrics or we crack or we start just watching ourselves, right? And so it shuts down our access to what we know and to our magic and what we're here to share with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so excited to dig in with you because I hear this a lot from coaches, whether it's stepping out on the stage of telling people what their business is, or it's right. doing a live video, those same performance fears or anxieties can come up, even if you're not, yeah, have a microphone to your mouth on a stage in front of many people like Joy gets to do a lot of the time. So let's dive in. I know you've got kind of a system or some key elements that can help people identify where that fear, where where that imposter syndrome feeling is coming from. And then, like you said, letting them step into that greatest potential. So walk us through, you know, okay. some of the, the foundational things that we need to start to overcome that, those limitations. You got it. My whole platform and premise that is the foundation of what I share came from my own deep self-exploration. I went through like four, what I refer to as major earthquakes in my life at the same time. And I literally was going to atrophy or rise out of it. And I decided that walking was my first step, just getting the lymph system flowing. And I took myself up into the woods just to be away from everything and connected with this gorgeous divine 
design that is nature and found myself starting to calm down and starting to relax and look around. And I began this kind of walking meditation process of writing in the woods. And, you know, I was thinking about what I do as a singer, as a coach, how I can help my artists. And the number one thing that came up was always this thing where they just shut down and they're amazing when they're in the shower or when they're alone rehearsing and then all of a sudden it just shuts down. And that happens with public speakers also, like in a huge way, or even just creating content, right? Even when it's not live, just the minute the camera goes on, we're suddenly just like a rabbit in the headlights. And so one of the things I noticed one day when I was walking was I started noticing how like every living thing was in surrender, reaching up to the sun, like everything, everywhere I turned, everything was just like, just give me your gift. You just give me your gift. Right. And I was like, wow, like the sun is responsible for every life on this planet. Everything that grows reaches towards the sun. Everything that exists as, as nourishment and, and growth and recreation and all that comes from the sun's light. So I was thinking the sun is such an amazing template for the idea of really shining what you are unconditionally. And as a result, everything comes to life that it touches. And I was thinking like, the sun doesn't decide based on what's outside of it. Like Jupiter is being a biatch today. So Jupiter doesn't get any sun, right? The sun does not withhold itself or question itself or pull in on itself because it's concerned of anything outside of itself. It just shines and it gives life and that's what it does. It so shines its strongest every day, the same. It is who it is. I love that analogy. Yeah. And it brings everything to life because mm -hmm. it just gives, right? So I thought of this flow of give and I thought to myself, like, I took it deeper. I kept, when I write in the woods, it's like, it goes really deep and it gets crazy, like how a philosophical things start to become. And I started thinking like this flow outwards is life-giving. Like think mm -hmm. about how the big bang theory was, you know, theorized to so just this huge explosion from center outwards. Everything just expands, right? Yeah. The idea of without getting too adult, but the idea of reproduction, you know, the physical bliss where everything just comes together and then sends a sperm out to seek an egg and then life just like spontaneously occurs it's more than the sum of its parts but it's from this center point of emanation where there's this such saturated energy and harmony from what i've discovered that it just explodes outwards and it creates from that point outwards and if you look into life like everything in life is coming from that center outwards like there's a thing called this the fibonacci sequence and it, he was an italian mathematician from the from the 13th century. And he discovered this mathematical formula where everything in nature follows this spiral. And we'll get into that more because I want to come back to that. But mm -hmm. my idea was that if this is creation and this is life and this is give and this is flow and it brings things to life, then I kind of decided that I would repurpose the word love to define that flow without hesitation, that yeah. just I'm going to just flow and give without any hesitation. And I repurposed the word love in this sense to mean this flow without hesitation. And so I'm always thinking in terms of performance and stage, you know, so I was thinking like, when my students feel their best or when I feel my best on stage or when I'm writing a song or creating great content or whatever, when the magic happens, I'm in this state of flow and yeah. surrender, right? But the minute I go like this, right? I what pull they in think? my rays. I pull... Am I doing it right? right. Judgment. Exactly. 
Yeah. Right. So I was like, well, if this is love, then what is this, right? What yeah. does this look like? Pulling in. What would I love your this guess analogy? Be? I love this analogy. And I like the balance between the like philosophical and the scientific. So we're using the sun as this example of something that stands in its greatness, shines its brightest, doesn't right. care about the storm or the weather or the things happening outside of it, but is right. truly shining its best self. And you explained to me something important about the word performance. And I think if we're thinking about ourselves in this analogy, like, okay, I need to be myself. I need to stand in my greatness, shine my light, no matter what is outside of me. Right. How does performance play into that? Right. I don't feel like the sun is performing. The right. sun just is. Right. Right. Exactly. So there are two definitions of perform. And 99% of the people, when I ask them, what does it mean, will say to show or entertain, to give a performance, right? So that implies that there's this viewership, there's this eyes on us flow involved with performance, right? But there's a simpler, more primal definition, which is simply to carry out a task, right? And so the sun is just carrying out the task of being the sun, right? So this flow, when you hesitate, right? What does that imply? Like, what does that look like emotionally when I go like this to you? You're not doing your task. You right. look here. Yeah. <laughs> what emotion is that? Shrinking. Fear. 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 Right? So I realized there's this continuum between love and fear. Mm-hmm. This, this expansion, live, grow, create. And the inverse of that is shrink, die, wither, destroy, fear. disintegrate, right? So I created this thing called the love fear scale where you can actually observe the moment that you go from this to this, even if it's just slightly, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. an element of fear that is crossing some kind of primal survival instinct. If I'm being watched, then I am in somehow in danger. I'm being observed. Therefore, I am somehow on a primal level, on a like life organism level. It triggers something in our brain that tells us that that is dangerous. So we're operating with this instinctive need to not, like when I would go in the woods, I would know there are a million eyeballs on me at all times, but I couldn't see them, right? Mm-hmm. And that's because there's this instinctive, like hide your light instinct that goes on that makes us feel like we're in danger. So the relationship between love and fear in this definition of love is everything to solving this puzzle, right? So what I discovered was what my singers would do when they would get on stage is they're ready to do this. But instead of being able to do this, all of a sudden their attention, so that implies that you're in the center of yourself, right? The center of the sun, the eye is looking out and you are here to deliver and give. You are here to bring things to life. You are here to create. And this energy at the center is harmony. It's truth, it's beauty, it's symmetry, and everything fits and everything works. There's nothing missing from what's at the center of this. Yet so many people, when they go to do this, they feel vulnerable. How many people have you heard over the years in your business say it feels really vulnerable and that's a sign of weakness, right? Mm -hmm. But it's actually your greatest strength because you have all of this harmony, this energy inside your spirit to give right? So when you leave the center of that viewpoint, when you step out of like the throne, I talk about it being the throne, the center of who you are and what you're here to share and whatever your passion is, that's centered in truth and love and a desire to share yourself. The minute you step out of that viewpoint and you go outside yourself and you're looking back at yourself, you stop the flow and the rays, instead of going out endlessly, 
start to contract. And I believe, and what I've discovered is that the more you open this portal, like I refer to this as like a portal to the infinite potential and there's science, there's quantum physics behind this. Like when you're in a state of flow and opening and sharing without hesitation, you're actually opening a field, an electromagnetic field that surrounds your heart that gives you access to infinite potential. And the wider you open and you give without hesitation, the more you access this magic and this power and this excellence, the mastery basically. But the minute you get the concept that someone's watching you, that portal shuts down and all of the exercises and drilling and practice and all that goes out the window because of fear, right? So I call this- Yeah, and the eye looking outward versus looking like judging yourself or like that shifts that performance back into like, I must show, I must prove myself, I must entertain. For coaching and something we talk about in the program is we know it- can feel vulnerable, like you said, to put your eye and your focus outward and radiate your service outward into the world. But what if you had that belief that you were the sun, that you were the sun shining down on people? And it wasn't like a good or bad thing. It was just a necessity for you to open up that portal. Or another way we describe it in the program is if you had the cure to cancer, If your coaching program cured cancer, would you be worried about how you posted about it or what Sally from high school thought about you? You would just be shining that cure out there. And I truly believe that each of us as coaches, as high impact coaches, we have things within us that we need to radiate out that other people are craving for their survival. And so every time we shrink and we hide that light or we keep that light focused on ourselves, we are doing the world a disservice. And that sounds big maybe, but you're telling us it's scientific, right? We're all here to radiate, to be of service, right? Exactly, exactly. And so there are some key little tips that I use with my singers, because when you are in a state of fear, that means you feel threatened, you feel that something outside of you is going to harm you in some way, right? And so when you're contemplating a bunch of unknown strangers watching you and you start thinking, what are they thinking? It shuts you down because you're actually going out there and imagining what you look like, an imaginary point of view. And so one of the key things that really works is the story you're telling yourself about what's going on has to be so, so focused so that you can be in a state of relaxation. So just like you talk about in the program, knowing your specific market, like who is the person? How old are they? How many kids do they have? So what I do is if I'm going to be talking to the world, right? I pick one person in my mind that when I talk to that person, I feel the most myself. I feel completely uninhibited, right? And I imagine them. Sometimes you can even put a picture on your computer or on your camera so that when you're talking to the camera, you put yourself in a state of mind where the relationship that you have with that person automatically puts you into this, what I described as room A and room B. Room A is when you're outside yourself, watching yourself as a processor. Like you're not actually operating yourself. You're outside, like you're a puppet and you're outside trying to pull the levers so that this puppet behaves a certain way. So you're disconnected from yourself. That's room A, when you're outside watching yourself from an external viewpoint. When you're in room B, when you're seated at the center of yourself in this throne of your existence. There is nothing more than this infinite potential. Like this is God's space. This is where everything 
every possibility exists. And when you can sit in the center of that and flow from that in a relaxed way where you feel unthreatened, you can bring your best A game. So if your best friend is your dog, you can literally put a picture of your dog on the camera or when you're in front of a whole audience, you can train yourself with enough mindset work to actually be able to look out among that sea of strangers and kind of conceive of that every single person in those seats are your dog. <laughs> yeah. Because it allows you to stop fixating on this concept of threat, which is imaginary. It's like the biggest lie there is. There is no threat from outside. It's us going outside and threatening ourselves. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? Thinking of the audience as your dog is way better than picturing them all in their underwear anyway, right? Yeah, for sure, for um, sure. I love this. And I think one of the takeaways that I've gotten from our conversations is that you're rating out that love to the person who needs it right? So like you're saying, whether that's like a specific client, you know, that needs it when you're doing a Facebook live and you put their picture on your phone or that dog that you can sing to and like feel emotion towards, right? We must focus. We must focus on like putting our service out into the world, right? Like right. shining that light. And some things are in the shade. Some things are underwater, right? Like our sunbeams, the energy that we put out will connect with the things that need us most when we're focused on them when we're coming from that place of intention exactly. and love and so for me type a girl who loves systems and structures maybe a little bit different than joy tell us a little bit more about how we can embody that room b-ness how do we work this into day-to-day -day life right because i don't want to put you on the spot but as your coach we've had conversations where i've had to remind you like go to room b right? So how does this look in day to day? How can we bring ourselves back to center, back to room B? The key principle here is harmony. The key principle here is when you're in a state of harmony with yourself, right? It doesn't matter what's outside of you. So when I would go into room A and start freaking out about the things that I don't know, it was because I was letting the things that I don't know shift the harmonic state of my being into feeling like there was missing things in here. The harmonic frequency that I was embodying was somehow diminished in certain areas of me, right? But the truth is I'm whole, right? I'm whole. So when I make what's outside of me bigger or when I assign it a value that actually has the ability to change my harmonic state, then that lie that I'm telling myself actually does that and it squishes off my complete whole radiance. So when I remember that I am already everything, that I am the infinite potential universe and I recenter myself and I realize that that is really the only way to impact anything is to hold your space inside, then everyone gets help, right? But it starts with you because you have to be in a state of belief. Yeah. You have to be in a state of belief that you are this whole and radiant, like that when you relax and when you put yourself into a state of, like when I say, think of your dog or think of a friend, it's kind of like you're giving yourself permission to stop watching yourself because when you're in that relationship, you feel endless. You don't self-reflect. You don't, what I refer to as hang mirrors. I'm not watching myself by your facial expression. And then, well, she looks bored, so I must suck, you know? And then that story plays into diminishing what I'm able to deliver. 
I think, a good, yeah, I think a good starting point is just starting to become more conscious of the stories because anytime yeah. we're playing a story, we're outside of ourselves, right? We're not just in our belief. We're not relaxed. Like you said, well, um, you can tell yourself a story like I am the infinite potential universe. I am like the sun, the broader I shine, the more people I'm going to help and the more truthful and the more solutions I'm going to come up with, the more amazing I'm going to be able to help other people those kinds of stories are wonderful that's the reprogramming that's like the affirmations but it's the stories that don't serve us that are running that we don't realize and this is a big one and this is literally like in science I can should we put link in the Facebook post when you post it or should we put it yeah we can share we can share like in the comments if you're here live or in the show notes on the podcast we can link to this video that you're going to speak give us the short of it. <laughs> sure. And I just put the link in this chat in case anyone wants to, or is able to, I don't know if how I that works. Technology. I'm learning my tech. So it is a science experiment that so confounded physicists from like the mid 1800s to the early 1900s, because the outcome of this physics experiment was so hard for them to wrap their head around that the field of quantum physics was born because of this experiment. And this is what the link I just sent that you guys will see. But it's basically, it was showing how even subatomic particles, electrons, when they are being observed, when they are aware that they're being observed, how they change their functionality. When they weren't being observed, they operate in waveforms. So they're operating from a quantum ability perspective that they're actually able to, what goes on in the quantum universe doesn't follow the laws of the physical universe. You can materialize in, on the other side of a brick wall without harming yourself or the wall in a quantum state if you're operating in quantum mechanics. And so it was showing how like even down to the subatomic particles, we are programmed to hide our light. The minute we consider that we're being watched, we go back to being, so the electron went from functioning as a wave to the minute it knew that it was being watched and observed, it went back to being a particle like just a little marble that didn't have any of this magic wave function. And so not only are we programmed with the science of it, with the biology and the physics, but we're also just from the beginning of our civilization been programmed with keep your head down, stay small, don't make waves and yeah, you know, yeah. you'll survive. And it's like, the opposite is the truth. The opposite is our superpower and our ability to supersede all our expectations, not only in coaching or in singing, but just as a life form, as a human is wrapped up in this love and fear tug of war that we play with ourselves. So the more you can situate yourself in a state of mind where you believe that you already are everything and that you have nothing but love to give, the solutions will come, the magic will show up and you'll be able to be like the sun and help everything grow. And you'll just be part of this incredible sacred creative process. Beliefs, beliefs, beliefs. You know, Sarah, who's watching this live, commented that she can feel in her body when she's in room A versus room B. And I think normalizing that room B feeling, not that it's like I'm lazy or like I'm just chit, like I'm relaxed, but like this is my truth. My truth is ease, is joy, is attraction and abundance. And starting to notice those times when you're in room A, like, oh, this is an anxiety story or this is a fear. And just being able to become aware of the story so that you can choose empowering beliefs. Because like Joy's saying, it's like we're all wired to hang out in room A <laughs> And hide our light but the truth is nature wants us to move to room b and shine that light 
So amazing, amazing. I'm definitely taking away the, you know, talk to your puppy or talk to someone who you love and focusing on radiating into those people who are out there waiting for us, like the sun would. Beautiful. And I think like, you know how Xander talks about in the magic minute before you go on your perfect consultation, how you visualize the white light inside the other person. And then you visualize the white light inside of yourself and they attach. And that is like Sarah said, a visceral feeling in your body. And the real bottom line here, there's so much about this that is practicable. And that's what I do in my practice. But the takeaway is emotions are the key to this gateway to the infinite potential. When you're in a state of bliss, when you're in a state of perfect emotion, emotional harmonic bliss or harmony or love you're in love you're actually your heartbeat is a musical cascade and the spaces between the heartbeat actually fall into the exact sequence of the golden ratio the fibonacci sequence which is the center of all physical form like the spiral in a seashell the spiral in an embryo in a galaxy in everything that grows like your heart literally down to the 0.000 decimal point goes into that exact mathematical ratio when you're in a state of bliss when you're in a state of harmony and saturated harmony with yourself and with the world what happens is the electromagnetic field around your heart puts out a broadcast a powerful harmonic high frequency broadcast and it connects to that same broadcast outside of itself the minute we tell ourselves a story that diminishes the frequency even if it's subconscious we change our broadcast and so then what we're broadcasting is going to connect to a lower frequency way you know broadcast outside so the more you stay in a state of emotional you know, harmony with yourself, the more you're going to tune to and manifest. This is where the law of attraction comes in, you know, vision boards. It's like, you're going to manifest literally what you imagine when you're in a state of high frequency emotion. So this is one great way to do it when you're delivering yourself to your clients or to anyone in life, even buying Starbucks. It's like, just look at them instead of yourself. Mm. Just flow them your love and your energy and your infinite potential and nothing but good can come from that. It's the moment we self-reflect, we hang mirrors, I refer to it as, that we shut down the quantum, we shut down our access to this quantum field where everything is possible. And I know it sounds very frou-frou, but it's literally based in science on so many levels. Keep that focus outward, looking at other people more than you look at yourself and you'll be in your highest purpose, right? Radiate right. And give energy. yourself away. Things you want. Wow. Well, Joy, you are a true beam of light. We love having you here in the family. We are going to wrap up at that today, though. I think there's a lot of great inspiration and conversation that can continue to flow here in the Facebook group and in our communities. So thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah, everyone here, maybe comment below how you're going to shine outward this week. We are looking out at you, (laughs) right? Yeah, totally. Thank you, everyone that tuned in. And thank you, Hannah. Love you, sweetheart. (laughs) Love you too. See you. Bye.